I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. What do dogs eat for breakfast? Mm, what? Pooched eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Bog, bog, hello. Bog, bog, hello. Welcome back to the Food for Popper podcast. I am your host, Taylor. And I am your other host, Mel. Yeah, you're so much easier to make laugh than I am. I could say yeah. anything and you just like giggle. It's so well, good. no, but pooched is really cute. Pooched I like pooched eggs. as a word. I would never eat poached eggs, but maybe I'd eat pooched eggs. Pooched eggs. I don't like poached eggs. I like poached eggs. I don't. They dribble everywhere. Yeah, I, you really have to be I'm into the consistency. I'm not a runny egg person. Yeah. I like hard eggs mostly. I, even my scrambled eggs, I don't like But not boiled too. eggs. Uh, I have to be really in the mood for boiled eggs. Although I do usually have an egg sandwich at work every day. I wonder what dogs like in terms of egg consistency. I think I would guess runny because then they get to kind of like lick it up. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but even like with my scrambled eggs, like if they're too soggy, I get like... Ugh, there. I like them oh, nice and yeah, nice dry. Yeah. That's how I like my eggs. Thanks for listening. Love that. Love an egg story. You know what I have? have? A story that's not about (laughs) eggs? Correct. Well, I don't mind if it features eggs, but it should probably also feature dogs. Um, As far as I'm aware, it does not feature eggs. Uh, Producer Zane has very kindly shared with us some spooky dog stories. Some spoopy, some some spoochy, poochy, poochy. (laughs) <laughs> dog stories because i mean it's coming up to we're halloween up on halloween <laughs> like we're getting we, there so, really random side note my family is really into the darts like the sport darts oh yeah yeah so um it's a weird cultural thing that when you go and see the darts you dress up i love like that ever like it doesn't matter what you is it incentive to go because otherwise it's really boring or it's really <laughs> You hold your tongue. Sorry, sorry. It's really kidding. Anyway, we all just dress up, and you can dress up as literally anything. Like last time, we dressed up as Where's Wally or Where's Waldo, depending on where you are. You were a hot dog last year, right? The year before, we were hot dogs. So anyway, (laughs) when Halloween comes up, we're not a Halloween family, but we go and look for costumes because they good. They make good darts. Brilliant. So my mom and I are hanging out for Halloween at the moment, just so we can secure some like darts costumes. Amazing. That's super cute. Fun fact. Now you know how I like my eggs and why I wear costumes. <laughs> Let's talk about dogs. So we have, uh, is it seven? Seven spooky stories. It might be spooky. eight. I, I'm not going to scroll back. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Seven. Um, <laughs> from simplyfordogs.com. Oh, dogs.cam. Number one. Sylvia meets her We're dog. We're doing one right though today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll Now I'm going to read all gradually. seven. Hang around Buckle for this four-hour podcast. I can't stay for four hours. It's my grandma's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Nana Bolivan. Wee, Buna. Okay. Number one. Sylvia meets her dog on the astral plane. What's an astral plane? My only reference is Adventure Time. Um, it'll, it'll explain. explain. Thank you, producer Thanks, producer <laughs> When I lost my Gloria, 
I read a lot about grief and how to deal with it. Several sources suggested that I should take comfort in the belief that our loved ones don't really die. They just move onto another plane of existence, one that we cannot occupy, but that we can glimpse from time to time if we are able, uh, if we are open to the possibility. Call it heaven if you like, or call it the Rainbow Bridge, or Rainbow Bridge. call it something else. Perhaps the astral plane. The astral plane. Astral plane. Astral plane. Sylvia is a resident of the United Kingdom and very much a believer in the ast- in astral travel, or what some people call OBEs, out of body experiences, sometimes oh. pronounced UBEs. <laughs> isn't an OBE like the letters you put after like a night? After. Oh, like someone who's been yeah, knighted. Yeah, isn't that like OBE? I would have no idea. Uh, uh, neither does producer Zane. Producer Zane knows everything. Don't well. make me Google it. <laughs> um, out of body experiences. Ubies. She claims to regularly travel out of her body and on August, uh, a night in August in 2014, she woke every couple of hours. Finally, at around eight in the morning, although she wasn't really tired, she decided to lie down for a while because she was having some pain in her hand. Within a few minutes, she heard a buzzing sound. I love that. You're welcome. It wasn't exactly in the room. It was more just in her mind. And she recognized it as a, sing- as a signal that she was about to have an OBE. Out of body experience. <laughs> or like Patrick Stewart's going to show up. Because <laughs> he's a or knight. knight is, she's going to have a knight experience. Anyway. Sylvia says that she's rarely able to completely leave her body. Usually it's a slight rising above herself and when it happens, she's still able to hear, see and speak. She did a quick check to be sure she knew who she was and where she was. What? what? Right? How do you check to know who you are? I well, still don't know who I am. Well, you're, you're Taylor and you're a co-host of the Flip and Bubble podcast. Okay, That's all you need to know. Thanks for confirming. Confirmed. Uh, yeah, to work out who she was and where she was and having determined that she was fully lucid, she relaxed. The pain in her hand disappeared. So wait, what? She's like, I'm about to have an out-of-body experience. I better just get ready. Yeah. I'd she heard a buzzing like, sound. Ah, 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 like the whole time. Like but she does this out. all the time. This is oh, like Sylvia's okay. jam. I miss that. I miss that. She's all about the out-of-body experience. Oh, yeah. The ubies. The ubies. She ubies on the reg. So she was fully lucid and she relaxed. Okay, great. The pain in her hand had disappeared and her legs seemed to be floating. Having experienced brief contacts from her dogs who died two months before, love that sentence, Sylvia decided to try to contact her. Oh, not dogs. One dog. Single dog. It was a girl. (laughs) Yes. OBE. Sorry, my internet just loaded. Oh, amazing. OBE is a post-nominal for officer of the order of the British Empire. It's probably why you say UBs instead of OBE. (laughs) Because Sylvia is not into being knighted. She's into (laughs) UBs. Okay, fair. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Uh, yes, so she was getting brief contacts from her dog who died two months before. Um, so she decided to try to contact the dog. Previous contacts had manifested as waves of affection and a strong sense of her dog's personality. What's a strong sense of somebody's personality? Um, Would you like me to stop interrupting? Okay. <laughs> uh, think just on that. to be involved no, in that's the a great, story, I y'all. love that. I love how invested you are. Um. There had been a f- oh, they had been few and far between of late, though, so Sylvia thought that perhaps her dog's soul had moved on. She fully expected to be disappointed, but still wanted to try. At this point in her experience, Sylvia could no longer see, but she had her sense of touch. 
So she called her dog's name the way she used to when the dog was in another room. She heard a bump and then a stumbling sound and then felt her hands touching her dog's head. Then the mattress sank in the same way it used to when her dog would jump up on the bed to be with her. (gasps) Right? Sylvia maintains that she could feel her dog's ears and body. She stroked and ruffled the ears, mm, ruffles, and spoke to her dog. (laughs) Throwback to last episode. (laughs) Ruffle roll. Um, she could feel her dog pushing against her as if asking for more stroking and cuddling. The dog's ears bent a bit under the stroking, so Sylvia told her dog that when she left, the dog should shake her ears to straighten them out. Shake, shake, shake. Then, suddenly, Sylvia was back in her body. Sylvia says that before this experience, she was reasonably certain that there was life after death. Now she says she knows for sure. There is no death, she says. Only translation to other dimensions. And another dimension exists only a heartbeat away. So, was this a real experience or just a comforting hallucination? I don't know. What Kellenos does. But it has Sylvia, uh, but it has given Sylvia the comfort she needs to work through the loss of her dog. And from where I'm sitting, that has to be a good thing. Is that where you're sitting or where the writer of the story is? Ah, the writer. I wish I was that eloquent. That's spooky story number one. The mattress thing was probably the only thing that like really got me. There. It's cool. Yeah, when they were just, when she was just like, yeah. Then the mattress went down. I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, yay! You guys, stay tuned for more um, spooky stories in the next Hope episode. If you like them, if you don't, tell us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hit us up on our socials and stuff. We should thank you guys. We're up to eighteen hundred plus subscribers now. That's crazy. That's There's really so many cool. of you guys here. Hi. Yeah. Um, let us know where you're from because the only people, the only like area I know we have a bunch is like Ireland. Ireland. So like, <laughs> I'm always gonna shout out Ireland. Yeah. But if you want me shouts you out, let me know. I will because I don't know where you're from. So let me know where you're from so I can shout you out. Come on on our Instagram or like post on our Facebook or just like say hi. I'm from Israel. Just so I know, like just yeah. That's that's, that's all, all we need. I need. Yeah, that's all I need. Okay, segue. Oh, if, oh, oh! I don't have a good segue. If you're from England, you might know about English bulldogs. Damn it! Hang on, wait. No. <laughs> she didn't have the little knobby thing turned. Did last time as well. Hot damn! I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. We got the pretty board for Zane, and then you just. I just. I just. I didn't mean to disrespect it. Okay, that's all right. I'm going to tell you about English Bulldogs. <laughs> Please do. Size. Oh. It doesn't say anything about the size. It literally <laughs> says <laughs> size colon blank space. Good start. Where is this Where is this website? What is Hillspet.com. Oh, okay, okay. Um, maybe I'll go back to Pyrenees. No size. The dog has no Pyrenees size. It's only in the astral plane. <laughs> okay, so... um. Bulldogs, English Bulldogs. We haven't done them yet. That's In wild. Over a year of podcasting, we haven't hit them. So I thought we should probably hit them. Love a bulldog. Medium size. They're in the dog group Utility. Ooh. Uh, short, smooth coat. They're not furry dudes. They're like, they've got that like bristly mm, kind of. Yeah. Low energy, medium suitability for children. Oh, okay. Bulldogs come from the ancient breed of Bullenbeisers. Bullenbeisers. A massive like dog used for guarding and attacking wild animals in Assyria, Greece, Egypt, Rome. Oh. Rome's not a country. (laughs) 
but okay. The bullion bicycle, which came in various <laughs> sizes, was also certainly used by Teutonic and Celtic tribes. Ooh. In England, the originally huge bullion bicycle was bred <laughs> to be a smaller dog, and during the reign of King John in the 13th century, began its career as a bull baiter. Over the years, an ideal dog for bull baiting was created. First of all, the dog was bred for tenacity. That is, once it latched on, would not let go. A little bit like me, I'm a Taurus. Is this secondly, <laughs> the dog was bred to be impervious to pain. Holy moly. So they were bred to be like hectic. So is bull baiting dogs. Getting, the, getting the dog to attack the bull to freak it out? So I'm going to say yes. I actually don't really know. That's wild. Over the years, an ideal dog oh, for bull bulldog. Bulldog. Yeah, mate. Whoa! <laughs> I understand now. Okay. Proceed. Here we go. Uh, in addition, the bulldog's weight is primarily in the head so that when the bull shook, the dog was less likely to have its back broken. Holy moly. <laughs> Yep. You like your fighter dogs, huh? <laughs> I do love a fighter dog. I, I love a dog with a fighter dog origin. I don't yeah. love oh, well, no. dogs that can no, no, no. fight. No, not about that. Thankfully, baiting and dog fighting were outlawed in England in 1835. From that day, bulldog owners began selective breeding to eliminate the more aggressive elements of the breed and establish a good-natured yet still determined family pet. <laughs> so I was waiting for a comment from Melanie and instead she picked up her phone and started taking a photo. I wanted to record. Okay. The overall look of the dog should be powerful and vigorous with short, sturdy, but not stout and a particular, oh, apologies, peculiar rolling gait. One of the distinctive elements of a bulldog is its loose skin. If, you, if you've seen a bulldog or go give it a Google, they've got that kind of like hectic neck skin that you can like ruffle and like pick up. Like jowls, but on the back of the neck. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The bulldog. Um, oh, another distinctive feature is the massive skull. Massive skull. Yeah, they do have giant they do heads. They have really big heads. The bulldog sort of shuffles along in a loose jointed manner with some sidewise, <laughs> sidewise motion. Yeah, they like kind of. They kind of shuffle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mel's like shuffling. Yeah. And, and now we're both just like bouncing in our seats. <laughs> but he should still be able to move freely and with vitality. Vitality. So they're medium. They're not like full, like gigantic Pyrenees, Bernies. No, 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 no. Great Dane kind of flavors. They're still medium, but they're they're quite stocky. Yeah, they thick. Uh, they can be brindle, shades of red, fawn, or white with any of the aforementioned colors kind of mixed in. Love it. Um, like I said before, they got that short, smooth coat, so they're not hairy dudes or like curly dudes. They're quite smooth yeah pretty smooth um the present day bulldog stands between 31 to 36 centimeters at the withers and weighs between 23 to 25 so pretty pretty big dog chunky chunky boy uh due to all these physical eccentricity eccentricities my apologies <laughs> the bulldog is beset by a bevy of health problems oh, no. not beset sentence. by a bevy of health problems Elbow and patella dysplasia are not uncommon. Dogs have patellas? Yeah, man. This is new to me. Uh, they've spelt it with an R, though. Patella. 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 Hip dysplasia can occur. Uh, due to the massive head and relatively narrow hips, the bulldog usually delivers by cesarean section. Oh, 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 yeah. weird. Oh, there you go. So apparently it's quite hard for them to give birth naturally. Um, another Aww. breeding problem plaguing bulldog breeders is the male dog's frequent inability to mate. Oh. 
Oh, oh. sorry. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> As a result, many litters are conceived via artificial insemination. This is wild. I had no idea. Yeah. What? Apparently, male bulldogs just... <laughs> they do a struggle. Mange is a further problem. Uh, also <laughs> worth mentioning is the fact that bulldogs are not tolerant of heat. Oh, because uh, so they're chunky and have squish faces. Exercising and they can have respiratory difficulties, yeah. Quick side note, dogs do have kneecaps. Confirmed. It's on Illuminati their, kneecaps confirmed. On their, on their back legs. Oh, maybe also the... No, on their back legs. So... <laughs> Yeah, great. Although <laughs> stubborn and not terribly easy to train, the breed is intelligent, devoted, and a bit of a clown. Um, to yeah, train clown. the bulldog, use consistency and firmness, but beware that this dog is very sensitive to voice. So it will not appreciate being screamed at, and it Aww. will probably choose to end the training session and curl off on the sofa and ignore you. But, like, fair. Just don't don't scream also, at your dog. Screaming at your dog is just not a good positive, way to train Positive, positive anyway. training. They're pretty low energy. They're okay with kids. Not very likely to bark. Hmm. Um, they shouldn't be exercised in the heat of the day. So don't take them out at midday, run around with them. It's yeah. not a good idea. Two short walks at a stair. Oh, sorry, I died. Again. Two, I know, I die a lot. Spooky. Two relatively short walks at a steady but not terribly brisk pace should be adequate. So I'd say it's the kind of dog you take around the block, like the beginning of your day and the end of your day, mm-hmm. rather than like a giant walk in the middle of the day. Um, doesn't need to be fast paced. Probably good for older people. Probably. Or um, people so with injuries. So long as you're okay with their tenacious. Yeah, strong energy. enough to hang on. Yeah. Um, high suitability as a guard dog. Hmm. Um, it says ease of transportation is low. Does that mean it's not easy or it is easy? Ease, if the ease is low, then it's not That's easy. That's what I would have thought, but that seems confusing. Weird. Level of aggression and other animal... Animal... Animal capability. Medium. Uh, yeah, and the, the amount of hair shed is pretty moderate because it's quite um, short. It's yes. too bad. So you just get but those little so short cute. hairs around. Actually, they are. the more I read about them, the more I'm like, maybe that's a good dog for me. Oh, let's keep an eye out. Let's keep an eye for out a bulldog. for bulldogs. Yeah. Although would, we have stairs and they are chunky. We do have stairs. Chunky. They might struggle with that. But mm. um, I think I would prefer a bulldog to like a shepherd. I feel like the bulldog's like attitude, like being a bit of a clown and being really tenacious is in line with me. <laughs> Whereas like a dog that's kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. I would just be like, okay. That's more your yeah. personality. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something to consider. Mm. That is the bulldog slash English bulldog. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. Precious. Taylor. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What you got? Okay. So my tip and trick today yeah. is more tip. Uh, than trick. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad. About a bit of a concerning issue happening around town. It's going to make me sad because it's Saturday and I don't want to be sad. It's just, it's awful, but it's uh, something you really need to be aware of. And I've got some some little tips of like how to deal with it. So. I feel sad already. Don't be sad. I'm sad. No. Sorry, I didn't mean to get in your ears. I feel like everyone should just turn down the podcast when they put this on because like. If you, if you listen to a podcast with me in it, just just turn it down a few notches, like, you know. <laughs> um, so what I'm talking about is uh, dog baiting, uh, which is just the worst. It's so awful. It's this terrible, I don't want to call it a trend because it's not trendy. It's like this. It's It's been a recurring issue. Yeah, it's a crime. It's a crime. Yeah, for um, sure. Of people putting out... Uh, items 
to bait dogs and these items have been like uh, poisoned. Yeah, like meat and stuff. Yeah, so they put out these items with the intention of harming um, dogs. Which, why? My mum gets really worried about this. Yeah. Um, because we have neighbours on what my mum does. I don't live with my mum. I'm really cool. Um, my <laughs> my mum has neighbours on like three sides. So yeah. she has neighbours like next to her, behind her and to the side of her. Yeah. And the ones behind have been a bit funny in the They're past. a bit weird they're about a bit the dogs. Weird about dogs. Like yeah. they have their own dogs, but they're a bit weird about dogs. Ugh. My mum always gets really stressed that they're going to throw over like poison meat and stuff that like someone's going to eat. That would be just awful. It would just be awful. It'd be horrible. But yeah, it's just like, it's a thing. Yeah. And unfortunately at the time of recording, this is, it's, it, it's, it's growing. The numbers of, um, pupper fatalities are growing and it's really awful. Um, so I have a post here from uh, a Facebook post from uh, GSP Rescue Queensland, um, which is something. <gasps> I have something Ge- to tell you. Oh, I just remembered. Uh, for the record, GSP is German Shorthead Pointer oh. Rescue Queensland. But uh, quick, tell me your thing. It's about free greyhounds. Huh? I my someone I know was telling me about. Um, you can get free greyhounds if you're willing to wait on a list long enough. Ooh, like on a Greyhound rescue list. Yeah. We should join that list immediately. Yes. That is the thing I want to I can't to think of you. a dog more perfect for the both of us than a, than greyhound. a greyhound. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, you really got to stay, stay vigilant because what these, what these baits are, um, they tend to be uh, – the foremost common are meat chunks or mints. Yeah. Cheese, tennis balls. Oh, cheese will get them. Or – Toys um, which can secretly contain dangerous poisons, liquids, fluids like um, Kongs. Kongs and stuff. Yeah. Things you can insert like food. and. Yeah, yeah. So people are leaving these like poisonous baits around. Uh, but what you can do, um, unfortunately, if we don't know the people that are doing it, we can't just like stop them. Um, and if we don't catch them, then yeah. But what you can do is be vigilant. So the best way to check before entering your local dog park is take a minute or two to uh, go around and check it yourself. So dog parks here at least have, oh, most places, I know New York, they have them as well. Um, the dog park is separated into the the main dog park and then the entrance, which is also another fenced off area. Yeah. Um, so keep your dog in the little fenced off area. Also check it while you're there. Um, and then you can just go and comb through the uh, the bigger gated area, the bigger dog park area. Have a look around. Keep an eye out for cheese, tennis balls, that kind of thing, whether they have anything inside them. Because I know for a fact Poppy, my dog, loves – or my parents' dog – loves to just go and collect go every crazy. tennis ball yeah. that she can find. Yeah. Um, so just it's worth checking. Uh, also look for food or treats in the ground which don't make sense especially if your dog stays in one area licking and sniffing the ground Uh, don't let your dog take treats or toys from a stranger don't let your dog pick up random toys balls found at the park which is uh, it's hard it's hard because I know how much Poppy loves that stuff Um, don't just don't let your dogs take anything that's not theirs yeah really toys um keep them away from stuff and train them that if it's not their toy or it's not something you've thrown or given to them, they shouldn't be touching. Yeah. And do 
you should be keeping an eye out on your dog at the dog park anyway. It's not... I see a lot of people kind of treating it like a, a like a daycare or whatever where they just like go and drop off the dog and then just like sit in the corner and not look up from their phone, um, which is yeah. fine if that's like what you need to do to de-stress, but it's not... It's You not, should always be paying be attention to your dog. your dog. Yeah. Um, especially like with other dogs and socialization and then baiting now, there's, a, there's just that extra worry, but... Also, be involved in your dog's life if you want. I don't know. I'm not judging you. I don't know your life. Yes, you are. Um, maybe a little. <laughs> um, uh, and don't leave any of your own toys, treats, or belongings behind in the park. Tell your friends about the issue. That's why we're talking about it on the podcast today. I think it's really important. Um, and definitely, definitely report uh, any suspicious persons or activities to local authorities. Uh, so I've been taking our suburbs in our what am i saying surrounding suburbs where we live um have been reported uh to i know this is specific to out like what's happening with us at the moment but this goes for everywhere this happens this happens everywhere so it doesn't hurt even if you haven't had reportings of this recently in your area it doesn't hurt to do a two minute you know scope of check your dog park or even your backyard from time to time and just make sure everything's yeah yeah um we yeah, even on even on walks, um, especially in like cities and stuff, you like to let the dog just like go around and sniff whatever. But again, just keep an eye out, you guys. Look after your doggo. It it doesn't it doesn't always know what's best for it, so just like keep an eye out. <laughs> uh, signs to look out for if you think your dog has suffered poisoning. Um, Obviously, take your dog to the vet immediately. Always better to be safe than sorry. Uh, Keep an eye out for excessive or unusual drooling, shaking, vomiting, difficulty breathing or coughing. Uh, Excessive drinking. Ah, foaming. I didn't say foaming, but I know foaming at the mouth is a big one. Yes. It's been poisoned. Yeah. Uh, Diarrhea. you should recognize, but maybe not. Uh, Seizures, blood in the stool, lethargy, loss of appetite, all that kind of stuff. Bruising, nosebleeds, irregular heartbeat, which is how, how do you... I can't say I check my dog's heartbeat well, often. Well, if some in some dogs you can see it. Oh, true. You can kind of see if they're kind of their heart is. And if you're having a cuddle, feet. I guess you can feel it as well. That's pretty cute. Um, and inability to urinate. So just keep an eye out for these things. Obviously, they're all terrible anyway. If that kind of thing happens to your dog, even if you haven't been baited or whatever, run to the vet. The vet. The vet is there for you, fam. Um, yeah, and then and then GSP has a has a little photo on their post that just says don't make a uh, I was gonna say don't yeah good don't make a bet get straight to the vet so again stay vigilant um look after your dog I I don't know anyone that's been personally affected by this so that's that's good it's not like in huge numbers but just people are dumb and mean so just like look after your doggos fam that's my little tip is just stay vigilant uh report anything weird yeah. Love you, doggo. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, you're on Facebook checking out any of these posts. You can find us on Facebook also. Heck and yeah. And on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Floof and Papa Podcast. F-L-O-O-F and P-U-P-P-E-R mm-hmm. Podcast. Um, check us out. We've got photos. Um and videos sometimes of cute stuff we find. Oh, yeah. We love we love a good Check Facebook video out. share. That's about it. Thanks to That's Not Canon for hosting us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hug your dog close. 
Check the heartbeat. Check the heartbeat. Make sure it's working. <laughs> uh, yeah, have a really, really lovely week, fam. Okay. That's it. Good. Oh, book, book, goodbye. Bye. Book, book, goodbye. Hello and welcome to the promo for our new podcast, New Sense, the podcast about making sense of the news. My name is Harry George Wallace and I am the host and producer of this podcast and today for the first ever time I am joined by my dear friend, compatriot and co-host Christopher Martin-Payton. Hello, that is I. Uh, My relationship with the news is a lot like my relationship with my grandfather, dead. And that is why Chris is here to make witticisms and ask questions. That is his entire job. <laughs> that's that's me. That's what I'm going to try and do anyway. I am here to inform and talk about politics and news and other things that sound absolutely fundamentally boring. <laughs> we live in a country that has failed to educate us in how it runs current events outside our scope of experience or basically anything important about having an influence on the world outside your door. Mm. And we wanted to try and remedy that situation with a bit of humour and perspective of two 20-somethings who don't really know what they're doing with their lives. We thought it's also complex. Screw it. Let's just try and make it a bit silly. We're so, so excited to be here, and we hope you can join us for our first podcast, releasing in a few weeks. Thank you so much, and we look forward to having you on this roller coaster with us. We'll see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.